Welcome to episode 66. As I mentioned last week, I was out of town for enough days that I wanted to take a short side road off the journey. So where are we going to go? Well, I mentioned several weeks ago that I went on my first trip since adopting the Princess Kona, and this was her second test. I took a trip back to Austin, Texas to get updates on current and future philanthropic projects as well as an invitation to the football game between the Longhorns and Kansas State. This became a really big game than it already was because two weeks ago their first-string quarterback went out with an injury, Kansas State beat Houston last week, and Oklahoma lost their game. So it was a big game. In addition to an invitation by the dean of the LBJ school, the university president, Jay Hartswell, invited me to join him in the Founder Suite. It was great, and I brought a guest, and I also had planned to go to a game last year and had to cancel, so I hoped to bring my, my brother's grandson to the game because he enjoyed playing football for his many years in junior high and high school. Well, I was able to snag some tickets for them to attend as well. More, it was good to see them as they live just outside of Austin in Buda, Texas. We played cornhole, and it was pretty good since I hadn't thrown a cornball bag, whatever it's called, in many, many years. As a side note, please visit his YouTube channel as he's a singer-songwriter, and we took a portion of a song that he wrote for the pre-roll and post-roll music for the podcast, and his link is listed in the episode description. So, what is planned for this episode? Well, you've heard a bit from Kona, and I thought I'd share our adventure since adopting her on November 22nd of last year. It's coming up on almost our first year together. You know that my life on the farm was both exciting and a learning opportunity that had its own challenges. In fact, when Marcus was on the podcast, he mentioned that one of the lessons learned is responsibility for taking care of an animal, as it's all on you. With work, school, and my post-retirement travel, I knew that a pet wasn't in the cards. In addition, I wasn't really sure I wanted one. Last fall, a friend got a dog, and I helped him with the adjustment of Ori, that's his name, and learned quickly that I did not want a dog, even though I really was thinking about getting one. Living in an urban environment is not easy with a dog who needs to go out, get exercise, and so forth. Now, a lot of people do have dogs, and I admire their commitment to their pets. It just wasn't for me. And if you hear some chirping, Kona is sitting on the table chirping at an insect on the window, as she often does. Now, I thought about getting a cat. I've thought about that many times in the past because I have friends who have cats, and they always came up and seemed to like me. So it was after enjoying the time with Ori, I decided to explore this once more. I had looked at pictures of cats on various adoption sites before, but I didn't take it any further. So this time, I decided it was time. I bought some cat toys and a litter box on Amazon, and I figured that would be the impetus since I was already spending money for this alleged cat. I contacted two different adoption organizations to meet the possible cats by Zoom because they were in foster families. I wanted to do it in person, but that's not how it works. Both cats were in their foster homes, and one said they couldn't do the meet and greet for three weeks. What? 
Well, I guess you want to keep the cat. My second choice was a cat named Lily. Lily was smaller, and I kind of liked having a smaller animal. The foster mom made Lily available in just two days. I saw her, and she did look adorable. Then she sat in what's called the loaf position, where they put their front paws tucked under their chest. And I said to the foster mom, "She's so adorable. I will contact the Animal Welfare League of Arlington to adopt her." What I didn't know then is that that's one of the standard cat positions. But I guess she did it knowing that I didn't know that. It's still my favorite pose. There was a little paperwork, and I went to pick up Lily a few days later. Ori was also adopted by AWLA and knew that they were amazing in the process for giving a pet a forever home. <coughs> Knowing I was serious about getting a cat, I had to find a name for this cat. So I posed some ideas to several friends and family members. I remember that the choices were Muffin, Kona, and I can't recall the other one. Everyone voted for Kona. I think most forgot that my car happens to be a Hyundai Kona, and it's also a great name for a cat, whether it's a boy or a girl. They say to put the cat in a smaller space for a week and expand it until they're comfortable with their new home. So I transformed the master bath into a little apartment, and she adjusted very quickly. The room has French doors, and they don't lock. And by day two, she figured out how to push open the doors. I put a chair in front of the door, and she still pushed the door open. She's one strong cat. I put two bricks on the chair, and that worked. Still, just after four days, I let her out into the entire master bedroom because she definitely wanted more space. Three days later, we tested her going out into the entire condo, and she loved it. She didn't do anything naughty, and so there it was. She isn't allowed in the secret room, though, and I'll get into that in a bit. Now, the day before I was supposed to pick up Kona, I realized that the litter box from Amazon is going to be delayed. I'm in the commissary, and I see a. Roasting pan for a turkey because it was the week of Thanksgiving. I wondered if this would work for just a few days. It was. It worked great. She jumped right in. On checking the interior space, it was the same size as the box that I bought. So the first litter box was a turkey roaster. Several days later. The litter box arrives, and I bought this open-style litter box that was automated. She didn't like that. Well, finally, I realized I could sit the roasting pan inside the litter box because it was the same size, and she would jump in and use the litter box. And after a day, I would take it out, and she was fine. I did a lot of reading before she got here about where to put the food and where to put the water and so forth and so on. We didn't have the litter box for long before I realized it really wasn't the best one. So I finally looked and saw and found one that was enclosed one, which most of the automatic ones are. And I read that a lot of cats don't like the enclosed litter box. So I figured we'll see what happens. I had barely unpacked it, and she jumped right in. There was no transition needed, and that's really nice. The funny thing is that it cleans itself after 20 minutes, 
and she would go run and watch it go round and round. She doesn't do that often anymore, although she does stop by occasionally when she hears it um, cleaning itself. So we're adjusting and getting to know each other, and she loved that she could roam around the whole house, and she quickly found places that she liked. I wanted to keep her entertained, so I bought all kinds of toys from Amazon. It was the extended return period, and we returned almost everything. She loved the little cloth mice and the feather toys, and all the electronic toys were not welcomed. Finally, we found something that she likes even better than the little mice. We found these little sparkly balls. They cost eight cents, and she loves those more than the mice, and still, after a year, is her favorite toy. And they come in all kinds of colors, but she likes the red ones. I'll sneak in an orange one occasionally, and she'll play with another color, but she doesn't really like them. She likes the red ones. So by now she has plenty of toys, but she can't have them all at once. She's only allowed to have four toys out at a time. And of course, one is the little red sparkly ball. Now, every morning I get up, I have to search for her toys because she bats them around. And at first she would put them all back where they started, but she stopped doing that. Sometimes they seem lost for days. And I will bring out another red ball for her to play with until the ball does finally show up. And they do. Some seem lost, though, for a very long time. One morning, we were in the kitchen, and she was pawing at the refrigerator corner by the floor. And I looked it down, and there was no toy. I got a flashlight. Still, no toy. She kept pawing at that corner. Finally, I saw a little red ball tucked behind the wheel. So, anyway, that's how our morning goes with searching for toys. It wasn't long after I got her that we changed her name to Princess Kona because she is a little princess. I found a little tiara online for a cat and I tried using that and she really didn't like that. And then I found this little crown that you see in the pictures and she didn't like that at first either. But now she tolerates it at least for picture day. She has a custom made table which is really quite nice an automatic water fountain, and finally we went to an automatic feeder so she could get her food at a more regular scheduled period of time. And that's also working out great, especially when I travel. So let me tell you about the morning routine. So she goes to bed, you know, at the normal time, normally before I do actually, and but she gets up quite early in the day. Um, she started waking me up around midnight or one o'clock and then every hour or so after that. And that wasn't really helpful for my, my own sleep pattern. Even though I liked getting my sleep, I did like that time of the morning because when she comes up on the bed, she jumps up by my chest and we purrs and purrs and that's, that's really quite lovely. So that's what we do. Now we've set a rule that we don't get up before 4.52. So we get up at 4.52, sometimes a little earlier, but generally 4.52 and I go to the bathroom to brush my teeth. And when she jumps off the bed, she runs to the bathroom. She doesn't run to the kitchen. And we brush our teeth, and she jumps up on the sink and gets a head rub, and then we go to the kitchen. Now, in the kitchen, we get her pate. Before I go on here, her pate is salmon. Her food is fish. Her treats are fish. Tuna, salmon, ahi, mixed fish, no chicken. She does not like anything unless it's fish flavored and not all fish flavored things. 
So I found this pate that she likes, and she only gets a small amount. It's really like an appetizer. And we put it in the microwave for, well, we tried four seconds, we tried five seconds, we tried six seconds. We figured that five to six seconds is perfect. Then we rushed back to the bedroom and put her little pate dish on her little table, and she enjoys her pate. Now, I go back in the kitchen to fix my coffee. And by the time my coffee is almost done, she is sitting at the front door waiting to go out into the hallway. And we go out in the hallway and we exercise. If we go up and down the hallway twice, it's like running around the block once. So we play in the hallway and she comes running back in because the feeder goes off at five o'clock. And she runs back in and gets her breakfast. And that's our morning routine. A lot has happened in this past year. We celebrated her second birthday in May. And my sister and brother-in-law, my cousin, came over to have a little party for her. I found this place in Pennsylvania that makes a cat cake. It's made out of catnip and tuna. And she likes tuna, but catnip, not so much. It was cute for photos, though, and I've become pretty adept at brushing her teeth and trimming her nails. She doesn't like either, but she's actually getting pretty good at it. Partially because of my PTSD, I always want to know where she is. So in my condo, there are 12 cameras. Um, wherever she is, I can usually find her. And this is why it's good. So I would search for her, and she might be under the table or under the bed, and when I find her, she kind of growls at me like, why are you searching for me? So this way, I can just look at the cameras and see where she is and not bother her. And the other thing is, when I leave and I'm gone, I can talk to her through the cameras. And she actually responds to that. We've had several um, custom-made clones made of the princess, and they're really quite nice. Since Kona has a Sforsky crystal collar and a Czech crystal collar, the clone wears one of them, and she wears the other. Her collars were custom-made from a lady who makes them in Great Britain. This summer, she got a diamond, and it was not that big. And she even said that, you know, my bell is bigger than the diamond, so I think we need to upgrade, which we finally did. So now she wears a three-carat diamond total weight, and that is for every day. Over the summer, she loves going out on the balcony, so I created this whole cat environment with protection so she won't uh, injure herself it's got a hammock on it, and she absolutely loves going in and out of her little cat door where she can go out on the balcony. And yes, there's a camera out there so we can watch her. Her most recent thing is she loves to play catch. Now, it's almost like playing catch with a dog. She brings me her little red ball, and I throw it, and she brings it back. And I thought she was bringing it back for a treat. Nope, she just loves playing fetch. And she plays fetch a lot. Now she brings me the ball, sometimes more than playing with the feather toy. So that's a brief episode on life with Kona. Since I'm retired, we're, reti we're together all the time. And while she isn't a fan of new people, she does warm up to them eventually. She'll often circle and come stand by my leg until she gets the nerve to walk closer to that other human. Oh, I almost forgot to tell you about the secret room. So the secret room is the guest room. And there's a bathroom in there and so forth. And she's not allowed in there because it's enough for me to keep track of her in the other space, the rest of the condominium. 
Yeah, she knows I go in there from time to time, and she pauses at the door, and she wants to go in. And so occasionally, we've gone in there for just a few minutes, but it is a secret room, and it's kind of fun because she really wants to go into the secret room. She's become quite popular on her YouTube channel. After winning Arlington Pet of the Week in September, her subscribers more than doubled. And now she is the 2024 Animal Welfare League of Arlington calendar cover girl. And I'm sure she'll be even more popular. She gets more views than I do on my podcast and is seen in more countries than I do. I am too. And oh well, she has fun doing it. I hope you enjoyed this week's special tangent episode. And I'll be back with a regular journey next week. Have a wonderful and perfectly good week.